0: Message is Jesus is coming soon? Tomorrow? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Anybody upset about that? Anybody want to run home, cut the hedges of the grass real quick, or do a little weed eating? <laughs> you want your house in order? Any dusting or? No? Cleaning out the garage? Anybody want to clean out the garage? What about the Goldilocks that come to your house And try to use it while you're in heaven You don't care? Okay You know, just like me, you don't give a rip Hallelujah Well, that's not my message But anyway, Philippians chapter 4 If you want to follow along Except I'll be in the Passion Translation Because I feel like being passionate tonight It's real easy if you read from the Passion Translation Let's talk about shalom just a bit. Let's talk about peace in a world that doesn't have any. You know, the world makes an attempt at it. And even well-meaning people, they'll come and and uh, try to help. But there's just nothing they can really do that's, that's lasting that is going to fix things, is it? Philippians chapter 4. And I'll just, I guess i read verse uh, 1 and 4 and 6, then we'll read some more as we can make some points. He said, My dear and precious friends whom I deeply love, you have truly become my glorious joy and the crown of my reward. Now rise in the fullness of your union with the Lord. And then verse uh, 4, he says, Be cheerful. With joyous celebration, uh, King James says, what, rejoice in the Lord, is that what it says? Anybody got the King Jimmy? Yeah, it says rejoice in the Lord, and if I remember it, he tells you, he tells you twice to do it, because I just always assumed, he, it's like when I preach, he said rejoice in the Lord, and then there's no response, so he says, no, rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> That's what the King James says, but here it says, be cheerful with joy, celebration, in every season of life. Um, you realize what we just said? <laughs> y'all I could say she did Dennis got that. <laughs> she said, Yeah, amen, every one them. <laughs> well, having y'all had a celebration, you, you you didn't feel like being a cheerful. You didn't feel too cheery. Huh? You didn't want to put on your party hat that day. Yeah, blow the little whistle. But here he says, be cheerful and enjoy celebration in every season of life. Let joy do what? Overflow. Overflow. Now, I like, I, like, I like how the, you, and you're seeing it. Yeah, you're seeing it. Look, look how the passion puts it. Here's why. You are anoint, uh, No, you are United. You are united with the anointed one. It's pretty good, isn't it? But but the uh, but you know the King James said, Rejoice in the Lord and then it tells us to stand fast and rejoice in the Lord always. Uh the Amplified says, Be careful or be anxious for nothing. It so it means it means for us that we are supposed to stand immovable and ha- have peace in every circumstance and every season. A lot of translations, a lot of different um, adjectives. It said uh, once, it just it said just be glad always. <laughs> praise yeah, Lord. praise the Lord. Uh, no one said don't don't be troubled uh, about anything. About about anything. Which is the exact opposite of being upset and distressed and heavy and troubled and loaded down, isn't it? So, looking at the word "stand fast," it means to stand immovable, steadfast in mind. It means do not waver. So, if you're going to if you're going to stand fast and rejoice, you'll have to make a decision to be immovable. And this will this will be a this will be a decision that in your mind you're going to say this is this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Do not waver, but persist. Verse four, rejoice, be glad, amplified against it, be careful, anxious for nothing, about troubles or cares. Now it does not say Be troubled by what you don't have. It says by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, now don't turn there, but if you just is a reference. Uh, you are very familiar with mark eleven twenty four when you pray believe you receive, and you shall have Have you all ever heard that verse yes. it's one that Brother Hagan wrote one time put in the bible, and uh <laughs> they think <laughs> but anyway uh, that it was Jesus saying, you know when you pray we're to believe that we receive what when we pray well, what what we supposed to believe we receive what we pray for what we ask for that that goes right around, along with First uh, John five fourteen fifteen, which you don't have to turn there either. Uh, and I'll just quote it. it: says If you ask anything according, if you ask anything according to His will, then we know He hears us. If we know He hears us, we know we have. Say that more time. If we ask anything, if we ask anything according to His will, which is His word, we know He hears us. So how have you ever prayed for something you knew was scriptural? Then we know he heard you right and then but it didn't stop there, but he says, and we know that we have the very thing that we that we the petition that we desired of him, so if we know we have it, why wouldn't we enter into Thanksgiving? He said, "Well, I don't have it but but we just said we're supposed to believe that we're received when we prayed, right? That's 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 just the basic fundamentals of, of faith, right? Isn't that right? So we know we have it. Uh, uh, we we two three four times a week, you know, living in, in Jimison, we we order stuff all the time that uh, wouldn't be worth the drive, time and gas wise to go get. It. So you you have something from ups or fedex or mail or amazon or something like coming all the time well it, it didn't just show up at somebody mostly not me but somebody ordered it and uh and they just bring it right to the house well i know we didn't really take possession of it and have the manifestation that would just showed up at the house but we never questioned that that we wouldn't have the manifestation because you know you can trust amazon prime Now, but you know and I think the Lord means to do well but we know he's busy and dear Lord you know he's old so I wonder if we trust the Lord as much as we do Amazon Prime or the mail or FedEx hmm A- anyone ever ordered something you just look really looking forward to getting it and then you realized here come the truck and you knew what it was right you got kind of happy about it and uh well, we ought to get happy when we know he hurt us. Right? Yeah, that, that thats that—that that was our cue to to get happy right then. So if we know we have it, we ought to enter into Thanksgiving. Or we could say that means we're coming to a place of trust, right? And not be in trouble. Now, Philippians 4, 7, let's read another verse. It says, uh, and I guess we'll just stay with the... Uh, Passion, well, I don't know if I can start verse 7. It won't sound right. So I guess i have to do 6 and 7. Don't be pulled in different directions. I don't know why you have to tell people that. Who who would ever do that? (laughs) Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about anything. You know, uh, y'all do know he's talking to a church here. This epistle is to the church at Philippi. So we're assuming these are Christians, right? So Paul is telling Christians, don't get pulled in different directions, and don't worry about a thing. But be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith, f- faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace. Yeah, there it is. That transcends, transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. That's, isn't that good? So, <clears throat> that was Philippians 4, 7. And then uh, John 14, 27, when Jesus was leaving, and and you don't have to turn there, I'll just quote it. And the, C, and the CEV says, Jesus is leaving and he's telling his disciples it's going to be better for you and they don't understand how it's better for them. All they know is every time we have a need, you meet it, and now you're leaving, and we don't know where you're going. And, and, uh, and this is supposed to be a better thing, and they, hadn't, they can't understand that. And uh, he said, but I'm going to leave my peace with you. He said, it won't be like the peace that's in the world. I'm leaving my peace. So it was a different kind of peace. And uh, the, the CEV translation said, he says, i give you the peace, the kind of peace that only I can give you. It isn't like the peace the world can give. The uh, God's Word translation says, I don't give you the kind of peace the world gives. My gift is nothing like the peace of the world. Peace the world gives is, at best, it's, it's, it's just circumstantial. Isn't it? You know, that's, that's the difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is, is based on what's happening. <laughs> right I mean happiness You know the Events or emotions or the, Had a great day or Something you hoped or happened So it was a happenstance And uh, and you happened to be happy at the time So uh, But Jesus said I didn't come to bring you That kind of peace It's not like the world gives The passion says uh, That verse John fourteen twenty seven says I'll leave the peace I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace, not the kind the world gives by the world, but my perfect peace. He says, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your thoughts. Instead, be courageous. Don't be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Uh, and we'll talk about it again. We have talked about it some, it. we'll talk about it again. Probably not tonight. But if, when you look at John 14, he, he's, he's telling them about his peace he's leaving with them. And he's doing this probably the night, some say two nights. Most people say well, the night before he's crucified. And when you go to John 14, he starts off with, uh, uh, don't be troubled in your heart. In my father's house, are many mansions. If we're not so, I would told you so. Now, he knows he's going to be crucified in a few hours. And he's telling them. Don't don't let your heart get over troubled by anything. I mean, if you knew you was gonna be crucified tomorrow, you you'd have a few thoughts. I I, I think I would. I'd be hiding. <laughs> but anyway, so he says he says, but I'm leaving my peace with you. Uh, The message translation of, uh, you don't have to go there, but the message translation, we read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. uh, But the message says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let your petitions and your praises shape your worries into prayers. Let petitions and prayers shape your worry into a prayer. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's holiness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. So, <clears throat> the world gives the uh, can give a, a the form of peace, but it's circumstantial. But totally, once again, based on circumstances, it's 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 not. It's not what Jesus talked about. He said, "When well, It's my perfect peace in every circumstance. Now, it, that would have to be uh, spiritual. It would have to be supernatural. That in any kind of circumstance, there's a peace that you can walk in that the world can't give. So we, we know it's heavenly. We know it's uh, we, we know it's uh, supernatural. That in any of your circumstances that you can enjoy a peace. That so doesn't mean that you don't have a challenge. It doesn't mean that you're not using your faith for it. It just means... It means what it says. He says, I'll leave you a peace that in any circumstance, he says, uh, you, you'll be the overcomer in any circumstance. So we we really ought to take the benefit of that. Amen. Now, I know probably no one, being on a Wednesday night, I probably don't have anyone here that has any cares right now. You might, as the week builds, but you, I'm sure there's no one here that has any cares at all. Uh, and I know probably no one has thought about anything or worried about anything this week so far because it's just, you know, it's just Wednesday. So you haven't had any challenging thoughts. I'm really just giving this to y'all to help someone else with us that probably has some problems. You, you, I don't know. You, I don't ever know who y'all going to run into. And, you know, we want to help people. You know, we're Christians, so we, we, we're kind of believers to this whole problem thing. You know, and we, we hate to brag about it, you know, but, you know, we know angels just surround us, you know, like a, all the time, and so we don't ever get spiritual boo-boos or anything. So it's just, but, but kind of help the little people if you can not every now and then. So this is what this is. Just take notes for them, you know, because I think there's probably some out there that worry. I don't know, I, but, you know, I know it's not us. So anyway. John 14:27, well, once again, he's, I'm leaving you with a gift. The gift he was calling was called peace of mind. Peace of mind and peace of heart. The peace I give isn't fragile like the world gives you. The kind of peace I have is, is not understandable. You can't fathom it with your mind. You can't, you can't go to your intellect and understand his peace. Have anybody ever experienced the peace of God in such a way that in a situation you thought, you know, if I had good sense, I'd be worried right now. Or you ever had someone ask you how in the world can you be so calm right now with what's with what you're dealing with? How can you have that much control and be and be okay? Well, there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God, right? And uh, and this com- this comes out of this this relationship. And this is so he said he called the peace that I'm going to leave you a gift. The peace is something that passes all understanding, so it, it leaves the intellectual um, faculty. You, you can't reason it. You, you can't go to a book and get it from a university. It's, it simply comes out of uh, intimacy not out of relationship. It's, it's the gift, a gift, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it, so it, it, it just bypasses your intellect. Well, your intellect says, well, what are we going to do? And, and peace just comes and settles down in your heart and in your soul and in your mind and, and, uh, and puts you in a, in a place of calmness and steadfastness and you're immovable and, and, in the sense of like, I don't know how this is going to work out and so many things, this would have to happen and that would have to happen, this would have to happen don't know how it's going to happen and the more that, that you have going on the more that the mind demands an answer and people will ask you what you going to do you know and, so, uh, and that's something the Holy Spirit will never ask you if you ever wonder if it's, if your thoughts are his, and he's asking you, you know, what are we going to do about this? It, it, he's not talking to you. I mean, he he already well, you know, he he just doesn't need any input. So so this kind of peace uh, that I have is 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 why we don't have to be troubled. So we, if if we're troubled tonight, it's because we're just not enjoying and and allowing ourselves. To tap into the reservoir of this peace And it's not in heaven And it's not when you come to church uh, It's from the Christ in you It's from out of your innermost being Will flow a river Well that, that river can also be peace And it can also be joy And so uh, And it'll just wash away uh, The troubles No matter what the circumstance is That's, that's good news Amen I mean there's people sitting on couches, you know, telling their stories. To a psychologist at fifty, sixty, seventy bucks an hour. And uh when did this happen? Well, I was born on a Thursday, nineteen forty-three, and and then uh, here we are, and then this and that and this and that, and then all right, we'll see you next week. Well, I barely got out of the hospital on the third day with that <laughs> you know, you just tell them where you get born and it's already a hundred dollars. And uh, they got a five-year plan for you. And, you know, time they get up about $100,000, they might figure out what your problem is. And then they'll send you out with some medication. They'll medicate you, and you'll be at peace. (laughs) You'll be as numb as Job's turkey. (laughs) But (laughs) But that'll be called peace, right? And the best they can do is tell you uh, to put mechanisms in there to cope with stuff. You ever heard like this? I've heard Christians pray, Lord, just help us cope with these situations. Well, you know, that's just not a scripture. I mean, how many would like to pray and, and then the Lord says, I'm going to help you cope with this? I mean, that, that's just like, you've got to have something better than that. Cope with it? So see, that's a, that's a world idea of, of, of a fix or, you know, kind of a band-aid. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3, and you don't have to turn any of these for the sake of time, but uh, he just says, Peace, peace, my peace I leave with you. So peace comes from trust. Your peace is from him, but it comes from, but if it's not working in your life, it's because we're not trusting him for the peace. Amen. If, if you're working on your situation in any form and manner and trying to work it out, he doesn't really have the problem at all. If you're actively thinking every day, how in the world am I going to do this? It's because, and you don't know, you're in your intellect, in your mind, and, and he's not really working on anything. What you, what you're do, really, what you're doing, I'm going to jump subjects, what you're really doing, according to Galatians 4, is you are frustrating the grace of God, you are neutralizing the grace. We could talk about it. It'd be it'd be different. It's different, but it's not different. Paul got himself in trouble because he took on the care of other people. You ever thought you cared about somebody more than they cared, their situation, than they cared about it? You're like, it seems like I'm trying to help you more than you help yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about. Well, it's just, it's, it's it's this whole thing about Paul got in a situation to where he would go minister salvation through grace through faith to the Jews who were steeped in Judaism of course they would receive Christ he would leave come back in a month or two and they were right back at it again and he says, I, I labor it in no vain. He says, how, how could you begin your life with Christ and miracles and salvation, and yet now you're going to perfect yourself by doing, keeping laws? And he got so frustrated. You know, uh, it, it kind of, uh, all this is in what, 1 Corinthians, in chapter 11, 10, 11, or 11, yeah, I think 11, 12, anywhere, somewhere in there. And he contrasted what he was dealing with. Paul was going, you know, list all the hardships and the troubles and the tribulations and what the King James calls perils, you know, being shipwrecked and beaten and beaten by snakes and being beaten naked and uh, you know, and he was he was hungry and and uh, he's on a run for his life and you know and just at at, at the what was it 21 days he was in a hurricane and he said but you know and he was he was beaten and he was stoned. And stoned and left for dead, and the disciples raised him back up. I guess to life, and he said, "But that kind of stuff don't move me." I mean, you think stoning somebody to death or near death would move most people? If somebody beat you with a rod, day would it move you at all? <laughs> if you was bit by a viper, would would that be anything that would mean anything to you? Paul said, "Those things are out here." He said, that, "That that that that's not really what moves me." He said, "It's it's these churches." He said, "It's it's the care of the churches." I'm I'm going in, and they're they're getting it. They say they're getting it, and they're they're blessed, and they're saved, and they're leaving Judaism, and they're entering into a relationship. And then I go and I come back, and they're right back in it. They're out there mutilating their flesh and circumcising you know, each other and doing all this kind of stuff. And they're right back steeped in, in religion, Judaism. And he says, so he said, the care of the church has got heavy on me. And so the Lord asked him a question. He said, what are you doing caring for them? He well, that was his work. And it wasn't working. He didn't think. So he asked him, why are you taking the care for the church? I sent you to preach the message. Right? You know. Uh, in other words, First Corinthians 3, he, another time he said that I planted and Apollos watered or he would plant and Apollos water. but then God gives the increase. So we can't be on the receiving end for people. We Our job is to plant the seed and tell the story. But you can't force people to receive. I, if you can, I'd like to know how to do that. I mean, I would... I would really like to know how to do that, and uh, so here, here was they were talking about uh, him being frustrated, and, and so he found out. The Lord says, that's, that." That's, he said, "What what are you doing taking the care of the church? You're not the head of the church. You're sent to to bring the message and tell the story, and you leave that to me. I'm the one that brings the increase." So Paul said, well, well, I'll tell you what then. That's what it is. He, what, what he told me is what? You know, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, in any circumstance, in any circumstance, my grace is sufficient. So when you feel taxed, that you uh, no one here has ever said this, but you probably heard this cliche. I'm at the end of my rope. You know, I know you never said it, but you probably heard it. Or I'm up to here with that. You, you probably heard that somewhere. Well... That's a that's a good sign that that we're we're not resting, we're wrestling. Not resting, we're, we're wrestling. So we're we are now, according to things Galatians two, we are now frustrating, the grace of God. For years, people would say, well, they uh, you know they would uh, lose God's grace or frustrate God's grace, and I thought. People fail, and, and well, one translation says they have fallen from grace, and it was taught for years. And said, so, well, that's they've lost their salvation. when wasn't talking about losing salvation, It was talking about you was started in, in, in your life by faith and, and grace in Christ, and now you've you went back to your own strength and your own might and your own intellect and your own ability trying to work all this out, and that's why you're frustrated. And while you're working on your situation in his name, but you're working on it in his name. You're frustrated in the Holy Spirit Which is the spirit of grace Because if you're up working He's sitting down So he wants us to Turn it over to him all Right When I take my car To this man sitting here That needs repair And it's going to be their day I don't stay all day with him Someone say, Well don't you want to know How to work on it No I don't <laughs> I don't As long as As long as he knows You know I don't I got things to do right No more than I just think you know I'm sure you've been to a dentist no more than I think you want to hang out with the dentist all day To learn how to work on teeth I don't think you want to learn that But if we need one then we need to go And, and get help that they can help us with right So, So are we accessing The peace of God and the grace of God to the extent So I know if I have internal frustration tonight and I've lost my peace and I'm at the boiling point that I know that, that I'm not operating. I'm operating out of, out of my intellect and out of the flesh. And I'm not operating from the, the peace of God that passes all understanding. I've lost my joy because I'm in happenstance. I'm in happenings. I'm in circumstances. And I'm not over in his peace. He says, my peace will be with you always in every season in any circumstance you will overcome. He didn't say that you wouldn't have the situation. He didn't say that you wouldn't have a time of walking through it, whatever that time may be. He just says at the end you're going to win. But, he, but he's also saying, it, but, but the whole time you're going to, you can access my peace and you can be at peace even in your circumstance. And Paul was in prison many times, had been beaten for preaching the gospel. And he was at peace, a supernatural peace. So <clears throat> Isaiah 26, 3 says, peace, peace comes by, you know, uh by acknowledging him, trusting him. Uh another another verse real quick, if you want to turn there. Romans 15, 13 says, There's joy and peace in believing, not in having good circumstances. If you're having to believe, right, there's joy and peace in believing. Well, if you're believing, that's because you're believing for something that hasn't it's not there, or you. A situation hadn't that manifested. That's why you're believing, right? So there's joy and peace in believing, not in having the right circumstances at the moment. So you would. Uh, we can certainly believe in the middle of the bad circumstance and have joy and peace and not be troubled All this peace is connected to your. It's just connected to your faith. And uh, if your faith is waning, according to this verse, there's joy and peace in believing. So if your faith, if your peace is waning. Or your, uh, I'm sorry, your, your joy and your, uh, is is waning, uh, and your faith is waning. Uh, that means that your peace is very weak tonight. Amen. That is what the verse says, right? There's joy and peace in believing. So if my peace is weak and my joy is weak. I wonder who's got the situation. I wonder what what my thinking was. Where is my thinking? Help Help me locate my thinking. If I've lost my joy and I've lost my peace, am I in faith and am I believing? The answer is no. Right? The verse before that, Isaiah 26, 3, says, Peace, peace to whose mind is stayed on thee. Peace is to whose mind is... Stayed on thee, and the more the circumstances, the I'm not saying it's always easy, but you, a lot of times it's not easy. You have to say, I've got a situation, and so you may have to go back to that scripture or speak these this word, and and you know because you're in the middle of a storm, and and it may be it may be something, um, you know this this you know not. Well, it's not fun, and it's it's it's. Uh, Maybe the experts don't have an answer. Well, you know, to God, I mean they're not experts, they're desperts. <laughs> I got I, I got them uh I got that from Brother Hagin years ago. Uh I used to come to him and I said, Brother Hagin, aren't you gonna you know that guy wrote that book about you, put all the stuff in his book about you? Aren't you gonna say anything? He says, Nah. He said, "Well, he's writing all these books, and uh, I mean, you ought to at least defend yourself, say something about it. You know, all this is wrong." He says, "I'm not reading that book." He says, "But you know, he's writing." It. He says, "Yeah, someone tell me. Don't tell me no more." He said, "But you're not even going to defend yourself." He says, "Why?" He says, he, he, "He that don't mean nothing." He says, "Why not?" He says, "I've had experts write about me. I ain't worried about that little spurt." <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the spurt When experts are writing <laughs> He says you know Putting one man's candle out won't make yours burn any brighter Like ooh mm. So my peace Is connected To my trust Slash faith So if my faith is waning That means I got real weak peace at the moment Amen and we could go through all kind of signs of weak peace. Uh, and, and remember, I'm just teaching this tonight, so y'all can help somebody with it because I know no one here needs this. But, but we a not crowd. I mean, you're just you know it's, it's discipleship class, and I know y'all the one out here doing it. So there's all kind of signs of people who doesn't have the peace, and their faith is waning. They're grumpy. They're irritable. They're snappy. I don't mean just when they wake up before they got their folders. I mean, they're snappy. They're irritable. They, they have a problem for every solution that you have. No, we couldn't do that. Well, why not? Well, so, so, so. Well, that's okay. We'll just do this. No, we couldn't do that either. Well, so every solution, they got a problem for it. And, uh, and if you keep messing with them they'll turn around on you and then you'll be the reason for their problem'll be the you'll be responsible of why their life is such a wreck I, I read an article years ago and I, I stumbled across this doing that stuff well I remember years ago I taught something uh, I mean it wasn't mine it's was just I don't know who, who taught it but uh, but it was true no matter who taught it. It was just they called it uh and i i they said ten kind of people that you can't help. I could have made a list of a hundred, but anyway, <laughs> it just said ten classes of people that you can't help in their present circumstance, it doesn't mean that couldn't be helped, but in their present mental condition and where they are and their attitude and right now you can't help them You, you agree with that, yeah. and so uh uh <laughs> so i i, I had that list and, and and one of them was uh, you know is is they, they take no personal responsibility for themselves this is this is i'm this way because of you or you did this so i ran across an article doing that i don't know it, it was just like a google thing so it connected to it and uh a one one a woman put uh she said my life it wasn't a medical thing it's just uh she uh It was about ketchup. And she said, Hunt's ketchup has ruined my life. She liked ketchup, but then she bought Hunt's ketchup because it was on sale. She tried it, and it so scarred her taste and her taste buds, and mentally she can't eat any kind of ketchup the rest of her life. And Hunt's has ruined her entire life, and she doesn't know how she'd go forward with life. Well, I I know. All she has to do is we just have to drop her off in a third world country for about two months. And then uh, she'll get a whole new perspective. Yeah. So, could you see trying to help a person like that? Well, you know, Hans Ketchup has ruined my life. Mm. So, if we're really trusting, then we're in faith and we have a peace about us. And if we're really troubled, you're really not trusting because you're wrestling. Now, let's, let's read Philippians 4.8. We've got just a few minutes. Philippians 4.8. Uh, ampl- uh, uh, passion. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that's authentic and real and honorable and admirable and beautiful and respectful and pure and holy and merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. I think the King James says, Whatever things are good, pure love, and just good report, if there's any virtue or any praise, think on these things, and the God of peace pass all understanding to see you part in mind through Christ Jesus. It's pretty close. King James. So in other words, I have to purpose to do something with my mind. Or else I'm not going to keep this peace. And uh, the next verse, which I did, which I did quote, Paul said. In uh, in other words, he says, and this is what I did, and follow me, follow me in this, and you'll have the same peace that I have. How about that? Someone may not think this is an important subject, but uh, can you? But do you remember what we said in the beginning? This is peace, God's peace, in any kind of circumstance, any kind of circumstance. Um... So, Philippians four nine, which is, is what I want to get to, he says, do, uh, Paul said, do what you learned, received, and heard, and saw in me do this, and the God of peace will be with you. So, in other words, there's there's a my part to it. Paul said, I had to fix my thoughts, I had to fasten my mind, I had to make choices, I had to let thoughts uh, go to the wayside, I had to pull up some weeds, and I had to... Uh, Make sure my imagination wasn't on this over here. And I, I kept my mind stayed right here. Why? Because everything's a seed. And every seed is looking to be one thing. It's a harvest. So if you leave a seed alone, it's got anything to grow in, you just get a bumper crop of it. So that's why he said, cast down every thought and every imagination. If it don't align yourself with this word of God, it's an absolute filthy lie. Get rid of it because you're about to have a harvest of lies. And you won't get one life for one life seed. You'll get thirty, sixty, or a hundred fold. And if it's absolute demonic, Satan wants you to get the hundred fold. Now he'll tell you as a Christian that hundred fold thing not really scriptural. But if you put his seed in, he believes in the hundred fold. Actually, he believes in the thousand fold harvest. <laughs> so I have to do something with my mind because if 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 I lose those if I lose the thoughts, then I then I'm not receiving the truth, and the truth produces the peace, and the grace is there to do it, and I'm in God's grace, and God just keeps me calm when I should be overheating. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, I was listening to, well, this is probably, I'm sure you've heard him teach on it, I don't know, maybe a year ago, he was talking about, Andrew Walmart was talking about, going to the doctor, and, and the doctor gives you a, a really, really bad report. And they said, well, there's just, we're sorry, there's just nothing we can do. And he said, my people, you know, fall to pieces. And he said, but there's no need to do that. And uh, they said, well, yeah, but he said, it's terminal. You, you only got three, four, five, six months. He says, well, just tell the doctor, thank you, I appreciate it. Of course, I, I believe in healing. Well, that's good, but I'm just telling you, you're dying. He said, You ought to just say, Praise God. I'd be with Jesus. He said, kiss him on the forehead and leave. <laughs> he said, He just got through telling you that if you if you get a, if you don't get healed, you, you you're going to paradise. He says, Wow. Wow. He says, that is awesome. Think about it. I get to go to paradise. Some of y'all gonna to have to wait and be old and and wrinkly and ugly looking, and and I'm going a little bit younger and and I'm going to paradise, and y'all gonna be where y'all live at. I was like, "Well, It's kind of funny when Andrew does that because he didn't have the personality for it. You know, he's just real. Then mm, He rips off a good one, but he don't even smile. I just like... <laughs> just kiss him on the forehead and say, Hallelujah, I'm going to paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, He's got two or three really good sayings. I quoted one Sunday. What was it? He said... Uh, well, I said, well, the devil never do not bother me. He said, well, he, he never does bother people who's going the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> but if you turn around, you'll pass him and you'll meet him. Hmm? What's the other one he says that's really good? He says, oh, I'll, yeah, he says, uh, he said, well, I don't know if I believe that. He says, I know there's some of y'all. He says, y'all won't let the Bible get in the way of anything you believe. Don't let the Bible get in your way. <laughs> and the last one I think of, he says, uh, if you're not living on the edge of life, he says, man, you're taking up way too much room. <laughs> Never smiles. I was like, that's just like a slap in the face. Like, he's like, he's taking up too much room. Now turn your Bible. <laughs> so God's peace is everywhere, isn't it? It's everywhere. And it's available to everyone. If, if we'll just, if we'll just make the decision hallelujah praise God I see I won't read that and I won't read that and uh well I'll I'll read this real quickly uh I think it's first Samuel 17 uh it's in the amplified not the uh the older amplified verses 8 through 11 it says Goliath stood and shouted at the battle lines of Israel saying to them why have you come out to draw up for battle. Am I not the Philistine, and are not you a servant of Saul? He said, why don't you just choose a man for yourself? Have him come down to me. And then verse 9 says, if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we'll be your servants. But if I prevail against him, then you'll be our servants. The next verse says, when Paul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were all dismayed, And they were all afraid faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god fear comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the devil you have faith for whatever you're hearing faith works on both sides faith from god comes by hearing what god says and his word and, and it ignites your faith and if you're listening to the wrong voices and the wrong people, and you're in the wrong enemy, then or the enemy, then you're you are receiving faith for that. Amen. Um, people die of diseases that don't exist, or they die of diseases they don't have. You've heard the term psychosomatics, haven't you? That's just people whom the enemy or someone, you know, just said. Looks like you have so-and-so. Then they start checking themselves. and they're, Or they read a book about a, a disease, and after a while they start thinking, you know, I kind of felt that myself every now and then. Like, oh my gosh. Well, what page was that on? Oh my. oh my gosh. Yeah, and down right there too. Oh, well. I look over here. I've only got two weeks to live. <laughs> and And they don't even have the disease. But they end up dying from it. Psychosomatics, a disease they don't even have. Amen. Some people are determined to be sick. You know, so anyway, can't help them when they're like that. So he said, so faith came, he says, and so, you know, David comes in and he said, I don't believe none of this stuff. You know, Saul, the king Saul and all of was afraid, and then a 16 year old little ruddy pimple head kid that walks up there, you know, they said he was. He had red hair, according to scriptures. He's a little ruddy-looking thing. He's a rocker, writing psalms, you know, doing his sheep. Oh no, no. And he just, and the and the first thing he asked was, "Why are y'all running?" And made his brothers mad. Remember? And they said, "Why have you left those few sheep? Out here, you know, just showing up here like you something. You nothing. You just to get back to your few sheep." He said, "But why are y'all running?" And so he heard someone say, "Saul." said, whoever will kill this man, I'll give him a house. Heck, I'll do better than that. I'll give him a house and no taxes. If you'll get rid of him, I'll even give him my daughter. And David heard that, and he asked, he says, what does a man get that that kills that sucker right there? He said, he gets a house, free taxes, and gets the king's daughter. Anybody, anybody. He said, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) So it gets back to King Saul back there But he don't know you know, A 16 year old said it so He said bring me the man Well that man is just a kid Well you know the story So I won't go into all that And you think But see it was a big deal to David Because David knew who he was And David knew he had a covenant with God And Goliath didn't have it So he knew he could kill him Like he did the lion and the bear right But he was thrilled Because he asked three times now Because he says I know I can kill him But tell me again Because I'm going to kill him so you're telling me I'm going to get a house My own house No taxes And get my own woman She's going to be my woman He says Yeah the king's daughter He says Oh he's dead <laughs> yeah. And not, and to be sure He asked one more time Tell me one more time Made his brother's math. Well you know how it worked out Didn't you? And so he just went down there In this one little place And got Goliath And took that 10 foot giant On his feet And David got ahead in life Hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah. And so Peter did the same thing. Jesus is on the water, and Peter said, if that's you, can I come to you? He said, it's me. He came, and we know the whole thing. What did he do? As long as he was keeping his eyes, he was beholding Jesus. He was walking. He was in the supernatural. As soon as he took his eyes off of that, what did he do? He got in fear, lost all his peace, and began to sink. Peace is to whose mind it stayed on you. So if you're if you're if you're if you've lost some joy, if you lost some uh, and faith is waning, peace is out the door, and grace is not ruling and grace is not reigning. Grace, if anything, is just frustrated at this moment. Amen. But you can change that so fast. Amen. And really, if you believe it, you know not that you have to have feelings, but it feels good to do it. If you really believe the Bible, you think, Lord, I'm casting all my care on you. I ain't, so I ain't all this is yours. Goodbye. <laughs> now, you, you, you just think about that. In the natural, you're just going to leave someone. You hire someone to do something. So I'm not going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to hire someone to do it. And, just, and you just walk off and leave it. You're going to go on vacation for three days. Come back and, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not that we're no, we don't have a part. We have a part of faith, right, and, and believing, but we're, we're casting the whole of the care upon him. It's, it's just not our care. So we should never say my this or my that or my this or, you know, my concern is this or my problem is this. If you hired an attorney to speak for you next Tuesday morning because you didn't want to, because you wanted representation, would you be worried what you're going to say to the judge? Did you hear uh, Let me say it this way. Just again to be sure. If you have court next Tuesday and you're going to stand before the judge, but you, you decide you'd rather have representation, whether you're paying or one self appointed. So if you have a self appointed or a hired attorney, do you just say, I, I just hang back, I'll take care of it? Not me. I'm going to say, they am calling you, Bubba. <laughs> do good. Do good. Right? So, so how, why would we call it my problem, right? If, if if you cast it and gave it to him, how could it be your problem? Amen. Praise the Lord. You got to get a little ferocious sometimes, I guess. You got to get a little bit violent with your faith. Yeah, I do like Kristen did with my truck. You know, I didn't feel like going through all that right now, but she did. <laughs> well, she just said, you know, I've I used to work at a dealership and sometimes you got to to get your attention. I know how to get a manager to come out here. It was like she told her mother, go sit in the car. So you will not have to see this. <laughs> I wasn't there. I like, you know, I bought a, I bought a truck about two years ago, and it, it jerks all the time. And you know, and your best answer is they all do that. <laughs> oh, you buy a $30,000 truck, well they all do this. Like, really, I got a $2,000 car, will not do that. So I, I kind of know what she told them, but I can't repeat it in church, no, I just kidding. <laughs> anyway, she said, this is not my problem, this is your problem. You know, and uh, and you are going to do something about this, and you are going to fix it. Well, they had just got through telling my wife there's not really a problem, and you know this is just kind of a normal for a six-speed transmission and all this, and so have a great day. But in 15 minutes, they were looking for solutions. Amen. So uh, sometimes you got to get that bulldog faith on you. Hmm? Amen. Now, she learned that by mother. So I hope you all have some compassion. I mean, sometimes you know what it's it been like when I get here. <laughs> all right, real quickly, Philippians 4.11 said uh, he learned by practice in whatever state. That doesn't mean Alabama or Georgia. And whatever his condition was, he learned by practicing whatever state was to be content, satisfied, quiet, not disturbed, having a mind at peace, independent of eternal circumstances, he's not troubled by what he does not have at that moment. I'll just go over my notes real fast because we're running out of time. He learned not to be troubled no matter what was going on in his life. The Amplified verse says... Uh, for, uh, Paul said, I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed, I'm not uneasy, I'm not disquieted, regardless of my circumstances. The NET says, in any circumstance. The NIRV says, no matter what's happening to me, I've learned how to be at peace. In whatever situation, the God of Words Translation says, in whatever situation I'm in. So content... Doesn't mean that you don't desire something more Or you're just like I'll just be content with this And I'll just put up with it That's not what he's talking about content here So we don't we don't have to put up with something When Jesus has already done something for us Okay So it didn't mean that he wasn't believing God To get out of you know, what Paul's situation Because he's in house arrest He's in prison It doesn't mean that he wants to stay in prison He's just going to be content with it For the rest of my life That's not what he was saying He said in the situation This is going to change but I'm gonna be at peace while I'm right here. I I can be at peace because I know this thing's turning. Right? It's just like we kind of kind of ongoing thing. But I do mean it. There's a few people, and there's I mean, it's, it's an old it's an old church pastoral joke, and we've said it before, but it's bearing again. Like you can be at peace. It's like the old Skipper shows Gilligan who got lost on the island. He's a millionaire, some multi-millionaires, you know. And they get out there, and they get shipwrecked, and they're on the island, and there's two of them. One's a multi, multi-millionaire, and the other guy was just kind of going along for the fun and helping on the trip, and the, and the, and the kid's freaking out. The kid is freaking out. He says, we're going to die here. We're going to die here. This is a deserted island. We're going to die here. We're, we won't live five days. We have nothing to eat and salt water. And, 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 and the multi-millionaire he says, son, just chill out. It's, it's fine. He says, how can you say that? We ever saw a boat pass by in a day? He said, it's all right. It's okay. But how could you say that? We're going to die. He said, we're not going to die. But how do you, can you say that? He says, son, I am a multi-millionaire. He said, what good's your money out here? He said, because I'm a Christian and I'm a tither. And believe me, my pastor will pray and find me. <laughs> 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 but if you throw throwing in some quarters, he may not pray quiet as hard. I don't know. If you just tipping go he may Well, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding about that. But anyway, he said, yeah, he'll he'll find us. So he said, I I can be content in a situation. I know what to do. Uh, Verse 12, he says, many don't know how to be abased. They don't know how to be hungry. They don't know how to suffer need. When their circumstances begin to press on them, they lose their peace. They get troubled. But Paul's saying, I do know. He said, there's times I've been hungry, I've been abased, I've had these circumstances. He says, but I know how to handle being abased. I know how to, I know how to be at peace if I'm hungry or I'm suffering any kind of need. He said, "Whatever the circumstances, when the, when, when the circumstances of life begin to press on me to where I try to lose my peace to, because of the trouble, he says, I know how to keep my peace. He says, I have learned how to be independent of circumstances, one translation said. I can live in life with any kind of situation and be independent of whatever's going on. Amen. And you can't get that just from gun smoke. It, it, it has to come somewhere else. Anyway, that's, we'll have to stop there. It's 8 o'clock. Praise the Lord. And, did that help anybody? Well, it did me. Praise the Lord. Amen. I walked in here, I was on pressure. first I was filled in. Amen. I read the first scripture there. It broke. Broke just like that. Broke just like that. Joy came. Amen. Yeah. That's witness to the fact that we just that's what the peace of God does, isn't it? You know, and I always try to put it in context. I don't just say peace. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say, peace, I'll leave with you. He said, my peace. Hmm. If uh, it, it, it's his peace, if a billionaire leaves you their estate, if he says, I'm going to leave you my house, like, in, you know, like a house, no, my house, oh, it's probably going to be a little different than it right so we have the peace we have the his peace so whatever the circumstances is and and you may have to keep on casting it so here's the you know it's just it, it won't sometimes you have situations they don't go away in a day or two you already know that i don't need to tell you that but can you in whatever the circumstance can you come to the place to where you settle it and the grace of god is supplied I mean, you're you're living by some supply. The uh, Jesus said, and John 15 is about the fruit of the vine, right? If uh, Matthew 12 is talking about words and the heart and fruit, it says you can't have bad words and good fruit. You can have a bad tree and have good fruit, and you can't have a good tree and have bad fruit. You know what I'm talking about, from Matthew 12. So I don't. What I'm saying is we we, we expect in our in, in this county, if you go by and you have a healthy peach tree, you're looking for healthy peaches. If you got some fruit in your life that you don't like, it it has to be connected to something. Have you ever saw fruit or vegetables that wasn't connected to some type of vine or plant or tree? So if we have something in our life that's that's not of God, it's not pleasant then what is allowing it, what's been rooted in our thinking and our belief system and our words that allows that fruit to have something to hang on. It's not just sitting there in the about by osmosis, just like, you know, I'm just dangling in midair. It, it has to have a support system. So it's time, to, as Jesus would say, to take the axe to that, to the root system, and when the, and when the roots are severed, the tree's down and the fruit's gone. But whatever the need is, you know, and you know, put put this in context. The man who I just ministered this to, he this was written out of him being under house arrest, and one house can't leave for two years. So he didn't just do this on Sunday, and he was out before Wednesday service. I, I I'm thankful he was arrested. It's, it's it's good. Paul had to be arrested. We wouldn't, we wouldn't even have a Bible. The, the man never wrote a, a, a letter to no one. All these letters is, is is he sat because he was immobile. If they hadn't arrested him, we, we wouldn't even have a Bible. <laughs> God had to put him on his rear end for just a little while, just so he could get a letter out of him. Well, I know I'm kind of saying that kind of, but you know, seriously, a lot of these letters is when he's under arrest, house arrest, or in prison, and he's writing to the churches because he, he's not mobile. So he, he took the time. To write letters, which is the epistles, amen. So uh, it, it says, "Oh, there was Peter over there." He says, "He says I'm I'm in prison like a criminal." He said, "Like a criminal, I'm bound like a criminal." He said, "But, but the word of God ain't bound." So even though physically you might be in your body or your Finances or your family in a situation that you don't like, you're not comfortable with it. It does not mean that the word of God is bound, huh? Jesus sent His what? Word and healed. So you may be to a situation. I can't go do this. Put my hand on it. I can't go over there and just twist this knob and it all change. But you can send the most empower, the most powerful thing that you have, the word in the name of Jesus. And unbind that. You know, he said the power of binding and loosing is from earth. There's a, you could call it supernatural, there's a door of the supernatural, and the doorknob's on your side. Whatever you bind, whatever you loose, whatever you shut, whatever you open, he says, we, we back that up. Amen. So when you do that, you just cast the care and and you just you know you and you don't lose you don't lose your joy over it you know any anytime i feel frustration coming on and like oh, then your attitude gets a little oh, and then you're a little snappy with everybody and they're all there it's because well you got you you got yourself on your mind and you're trying to figure it out well, leave it alone amen like like and said well what if it what if the worst goes to worse he says uh, I have a spirit body, being heaven and paradise, walking through walls. It's just not a bad deal, huh? <laughs> Kiss the man on the forehead, pay the bill, and go home. Hallelujah! All right. Easter Sunday, so we'll uh, we will not exceed eleven thirty on Sunday because I know people have planned and maybe before that because I know a lot of, a lot of people have plans with family doing things. So we will receive communion towards the end of the service. So, good time to bring a visitor. Amen. I mean, I'm just saying there's people who will come to Easter service or Christmas that they don't come up, so they're more open to an invitation. And we're not going to jump on them. You know, I don't I don't know why people want to jump on the church. People, when they come to church twice a year, say, oh, there y'all are. I mean, they're here. Just, you know, just don't hurt them. <laughs> so. What we want to do now? Oh, tonight's the million-dollar offer, ain't it? Praise the Lord. Lord! I don't know if y'all remember the story. I just thought about it when was talking about goss he was talking about a uh, he went somewhere and he had a word and he didn't want to give it boy he didn't want to give it and it was two services and he was i think it was the morning services and there was like two or three hundred in the morning services and then there was more this was the early service and he was talking about god was going to give an idea to people and it would produce in the, out of this service and he gave a number of how many people would be millionaires and it was, in other words it, it, it was going to be like 80% of the crowd out of like 300 and you know it's it's, it's the same word that you might say to someone here and there's a pain here and there but the thing is you're, you're, you're about to say if you're going to say it, okay look at 300 people and 260 y'all going to be millionaires in less than two years so he gave it and then he, he said, I was ready to get out of town. So I think it was just six months later, he got a call from the pastor. He says, would you come back to the church? We, we have to talk. And he thought, yeah. Or no, it was a month. I don't know what it was. Anyway, it wasn't long. So when he got the call from the pastor or had a note to call this pastor from his office, he really didn't want to call him because he figured, you know, like, well, what was that about a few months ago? And the word was, you've got to come here and see this for yourself. And that morning service, it happened. It happened. He said, now, it didn't happen. In the second crowd, they weren't here. But there was, out of 300 people, there was like 200 uh, something people who became millionaires. I, I, so, so, when I said, we're going to receive the million dollar offer tonight. You have to have millionaires to receive it from. Right. So I really have you in mind also, right? Yeah. You can't go down to the Jimmy Hill mission and receive a million dollar offering tonight because they're not working at the moment, right? Nothing wrong with Jimmy Hill at all. I'm just saying. But the revenue will come. Praise the Lord. Well, How's he going to do that? See, he's taking that care again. I'm trying to think how's he going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Praise the Lord. Casting a care upon him. Amen. Here we go. Y'all ready? We declare this blessed. Your seed blessed. And every seed blessed. Every seed that's been sown this year and years throughout. I declare it blessed. Increase. Grow up. Become more. Become bigger. Become greater. Pay off debts. Pay off homes. Pay off credit cards. Pay off cars. Buy homes. Buy cars. Build buildings. Send missionaries around the world. Feed the hungry. Heal the sick. Raise the Raise the dead and cast out devils. In Jesus' name, amen.